Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. The Biden stuff keeps getting juicier and juicier. We'll talk about Dome and Dumber. Jim Jordan is here. Harmeet Dillon is here. We are going to have a blast tonight on I'm Right. Welcome to I'm Right. Time for Dome and Dumber. I'm on my drone here. You know what's funny about this day and age? I don't know if funny is the word. Maybe it's sad. Maybe it is funny. Maybe it's all these things. I don't know, but something I've found about me in this day and age, and maybe you found this about you, is I don't trust anything anymore, anything that comes from official sources, nothing that comes out of the system do I trust it. I feel like I'm being lied to at all times, manipulated at all times, and I feel like the stories that get ignored are the real important stories, and the stories we talk about, not that they're not important, but they're not the biggest deal in the world. For instance, do you remember Joe Biden's vehicles burning in Nantucket? In case you forgot, just stay with me for a second, I'm going somewhere with this. Joe Biden is well known as someone who goes to Nantucket. I've been there once. It's an island off the Massachusetts, I think, wherever. It's an island in the Atlantic Ocean somewhere. It's very, very nice. It's apparently where a bunch of rich people go. I went there for a couple days one time. Just I was finishing a book. One of my uh, business partners works there. It was very nice. It was very clearly a place where rich people go. Probably not necessarily my speed, but it was very nice. The Biden family's famous for going there. They rent these very expensive multi-million dollar homes, and they just live it up. They've been doing this for years. In fact, the house we rented when we were there had a little picture of Joe Biden over the toilet in Nantucket. Probably a good place for him. Anyway, but Joe Biden, last time he went to Nantucket, after he left... Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five vehicles that he had rented while he was there went up in flames. 
We mentioned it on the show. It was brief, but it was also odd. Now, we've all heard of a vehicle going up in flames. God forbid you were involved in one of those, but we've all had it. We've all had a crappy car when we were younger that was smoking on the side of the road, and we've seen them as we drive by on the highway. Vehicles go up in flames. I get that, but five of them? That's not something that happens. Oh, they were parked close together. I, I, I saw the video. They, they weren't parked that close together. Five vehicles went up in flames. And because no one went anywhere with it, we didn't go anywhere with it, but a car going up in flames is always one of three things. You talk to any cop, he'll tell you it was either A, something mechanically wrong, that, that counts, an accident counts as that, B, an insurance job, or C, someone covering up a crime. It's only one of three things when a car goes up in flames. And I don't think it was an insurance job, and there wasn't any wreck. So boy, that only leaves us with one. And the reason I bring all this up now is Joe Biden, he goes to Delaware a lot. A lot. Now, it doesn't really matter if you're one of the communists who hate watch the show or you're one of the people who watch the show because you agree with a lot of what we talk about here. None of this really matters at all. This is a fact, what I'm about to tell you. Joe Biden and the Biden family have a lot of very <coughs> questionable connections business-wise. I don't care who you are. I don't care if he's your favorite guy. If you got a Biden sticker on your car, it looks really bad. Joe Biden's history with China, with Russia, with Ukraine, the Biden family connections, it all looks really, really bad. And when you combine that with the fact that Joe Biden has been on vacation for 40% of his presidency, and much of that vacation time is Joe Biden going home to Delaware, that gets really interesting when you now know that they don't keep logs. They say there are no logs of who he met with in Delaware. Now, I want you to understand a couple, it's important you understand a couple things right now, because otherwise you'll just read that headline and we'll talk about it for a couple hours and then we'll move right along. A couple things about the visitor logs. One, White House visitor logs, as you probably already know, are a thing and they're a thing for a reason. You, the American citizen, because you don't have a king, you have a president, a servant supposedly of the people, you have a right to know who is showing up at the White House to meet with the President of the United States of America. The President of the United States of America doesn't really get to meet with people at the White House because it's the people's house, doesn't belong to him. He doesn't get to meet at the White House with secret people. No, 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 you, you have a right as an American citizen to know who Joe Biden is meeting with. So combine that with this little number. You don't just get to walk in and meet with the president like you would, say, me. If you ever see me out and about at a Red Lobster or something, you ever see me in an airport or something, you'll notice you can and should walk right up to me and say hi. I like to meet people. I like to shake hands. I like to hang out with normal people. You can't do that with the President of the United States for security reasons. If you want to be in the same room as the President of the United States of America, you got to get checked out. I had to go to Mar-a-Lago about six months ago for something, and Trump was going to be there. No, I didn't meet him. We didn't hang out or anything like that, but he was going to be there. He was going to be in the same room. I had to submit all my information months ahead of time so the Secret Service could check me out. There are records of who's been meeting with Joe Biden in Delaware. And yet they tell us there aren't records. I know there are records because these things must be investigated beforehand. You don't just get to show up, hi, my name's Mr. Chin, I'm from China, I'd like to sit down with Joe, does he free for lunch today? No, 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 that's not how it works. He has to have been checked out. Yet, apparently they didn't keep the records. And now you're seeing what I've been telling you over and over again. You only know all of this stuff about the records, about the classified documents, because of Joe Biden's own people. Remember, it's his lawyers, it's his staffers that keep discovering these things. Why do his own people keep discovering these things? They keep discovering these things because Joe Biden 
is an incoherent rambling mess and they want the guy gone and this is simply the leverage they're going to use to get him gone. If you live in one of those neighborhoods and you have the same exact car I have in the other neighborhood, you pay more for your insurance in that side. No basis for it, none at all other than you're black and I'm white. That's not true at all. Not only shame on Joe Biden, shame on the Democrats for spreading filth like that, shame on every single American citizen who's too stupid to look into that and find out that that's an outright lie. So hungry to be a victim that you can't spend five minutes looking into that and figuring out it's a lie. Shame on all of you. But either way, that's not a winning campaign message. Joe Biden is a bad politician now. He always has been. But now that he's a walking cadaver, there's just nothing left in Joe Biden but lies and venom. Lies and venom. And this is part of the reason they keep discovering these documents. They want Joe Biden out. They believe it's Gavin Newsom time. Joe Biden has to go. But before he goes, I think it is important that you and I we choose to take advantage of Joe Biden being there because Joe Biden being there does provide us with opportunities. One of the biggest opportunities he provides us with is because he has no more filter, his mind is so mushy now, he has no more filter, Joe Biden now routinely says out loud every single elected Democrat's thoughts. He says out loud their thoughts. For instance, you've probably noticed a theme with the most stupid Democrats out there, Eric Swalwell, Joe Biden. This theme is consistent. The theme is always this. Hey, you shouldn't have any private guns. Why shouldn't you have private guns? Because we, the government, we're in control of bigger guns and we'll murder all of you if it comes to that. For some reason, we have F-15s has simply become an acceptable thing for the President of the United States of America to voice to the American people whom he's threatening with them. I love my right-wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty is water of the blood of patriots. Give me a, if you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an AR-15. He says that a lot. Eric Swalwell going online, you, hey, we have, we've got nukes. These people really do think about killing us, you know that, right? This isn't just campaign talk. Oh, for now it's talk, but this is something that will materialize, it will. There's a reason they talk this way. You're a Nazi, you're a white supremacist, you're a threat to democracy, you're a threat to the foundations of the Republic. Hey, hey, I've got F-15s, don't make, don't make me, I've got F-15s. Why do you think they talk like this? They talk like this because they want to do the same thing every single communist has ever done, use the weapons of government against their own citizens. It's what communists do well. And do keep in mind that they're pushing Joe out because he's a decrepit old man who's unpopular and says unpopular things and it's time for Gavin Newsom. But don't be under the impression they're going to bring in old Vice President Dome as some kind of relief pitcher. I actually believe now that Joe Biden will be allowed to ride out his four years and retire. He's just going to decide not to run again. Why? Man, they can't afford to have Dome up there as president. Um, there's a, a funny family story about how some my mother's marching with the, the extended family. I talk about like Aunt Mary and Uncle Freddie in the book. And um, she would tell the story about how so they're marching. And this is back when strollers didn't really have armrest and seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> so they're marching away and, you know, shouting and, and all of that. And then I think it was my Uncle Freddie, you know, uh, looked down and, and looked in the stroller, which was empty. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Kamala? <laughs> and apparently they left me like a block behind. I'd fallen out the street. <laughs> there you go. And then my mother would tell a funny story about how, like one day she did, and I was fussing, and, and you know, and so I'm fussing and fussing. She, it, it's much cuter when she would tell the story, but she'd say, so then she would look down at me and Kamala, what do you want? What do you want? And I looked back up at her and I said, freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It hurts me too. I know. Um, 
she stole that story. That's not true, that she stole that story. You know, we're not going to go into the details of it. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. We have a great show for you. Congressman Jim Jordan, about to be the big cheese on the Judiciary Committee. What's he going to do with that kind of juice? Hopefully a lot. We're going to ask him what he's going to do. We're going to ask him next. Before we ask him that, let me ask you. Are you stuck in a timeshare? You shouldn't be stuck in a timeshare. You should already call Lone Star Transfer. Why haven't you called Lone Star Transfer yet? I tell you about Lone Star Transfer every day. Stop paying the annual fees. Stop paying the special assessments. Stop believing these ripoff artists when they tell you, oh, sorry, you're stuck. Read the fine print. Page 20, paragraph Z. You're not stuck. Lone Star Transfer has heard all this. They've heard all this forever, and yet they've helped over 18,000 homeowners legally and permanently get out. They will get you out. Go to LoneStarTransfer.com if you don't want to talk on the phone or make one phone call. One phone call, they guarantee they'll get you out in writing. Call 844-310-2646, all right? You are not stuck. Get out of your timeshare. We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. It's not a ploy when the FBI pays Twitter $3 million, not one, not two, $3 million to censor American citizens. It's not a ploy when the Department of Homeland Security tries to set up a disinformation governance board because we all know that the Department of Homeland Security can tell what's good speech and what is bad speech, what's mis... I mean, you got to be kidding me. I tell you what, dozens of whistleblowers have come talk to Republican staff on the Judiciary Committee don't think this is a ploy. That's why they came to talk to us. They know how serious this is. You've got to be kidding me. That This is the most important... This is about the First Amendment, something you guys used to care about. Oh, we're going to get to all that with the House Judiciary Chairman, that feels good to say, and also Chair of the new Select Subcommittee of the Weaponization of Federal Government. I, I love that. That just sounds so wonderful. But before we get any of that, Congressman, let's get to this particular thing. The Ohio sure. State Buckeyes, our Ohio State Buckeyes, <laughs> missing a crushing field goal in the playoffs. Uh, the sting has not worn off for me yet. I'm still in pain here. Yeah, well, look, they, they could very well have been the very best team in college football. I mean, what a game oh. that was with uh, Georgia. And you know our guy Russell, uh, our guy Russell is, uh, our media guy is a big Georgia guy. But, um, yeah, what a game that was. Oh, that whole weekend with the Michigan TCU game and then the Ohio State-Georgia game, just great football to watch. Unfortunately, uh, the Buckeyes came up on the short end of it all with uh, – I mean, I think, you know what, it was funny. I, one of the, I forget who was announcing, but the announcer said, if you've ever played any golf, he had a great analogy. He said, it's like when you when you try to overswing in golf, you always you always hit it. You know, at least I do, a hacker like me. You always hit it bad. You got to yep. swing smooth. And this kicker, I think, <laughs> it sure looked like he tried to overkick it. And, you know, God bless him. There's a lot of pressure, but wish it would have went in. But unfortunately, it didn't. It hurts me. Well, good. You know what? <laughs> I hope the pain he that poor kicker felt... I hope our weaponized administrative state is going to feel that very soon, too, courtesy of Jim Jordan and this weaponization of federal government subcommittee. Now, what exactly is it? What's a subcommittee? What, are, what is this subcommittee? What are you going to be doing? Well, the way it's set up is like the, there was a select subcommittee set up uh, to deal with the coronavirus. It's actually part of that. That committee was part of the oversight committee, but the speaker named... Uh, the, you know, the Republican leader at the time and the Speaker of the House at the time named members. This is set up in the same format. It's designed to give it a little more focus, but it's, it's the Speaker of the House. Speaker McCarthy will decide who are the Republican members of the committee, and then Hakeem Jeffries will pick the Democrats. Unlike the January 6th committee, we'll actually allow Democrats on the committee. We, we actually think when you do investigations, when you have committees, there should be a cross-examination element. After all, that's how we get to the truth in our American system of justice. So we will, we will certainly uh, allow that. But uh, it'll be part of the Judiciary Committee, but the selections to this subcommittee will be made by the Speaker. And we're going to focus on what, as I said on the House floor, dozens of whistleblowers have come and told 
Republican staff on the Judiciary Committee about what's going on at the Justice Department. We're going to hear from the people who've been targeted. Like, for example, the, the parents who were targeted by the Justice Department, over two dozen parents were visited by the FBI for simply showing up at a school board meeting and speaking their mind, advocating for their son or daughter. We're going to hear from those people and a host of other folks that we think are important as we go through this investigation and try to get the truth to the country. Uh, one of those whistleblowers, somebody I'm sure you probably know, because if he approached me, he most definitely found a way to approach you. FBI special agent who was pulled off of child sex yep. crimes cases to investigate Meemaw wandering by the Capitol on January 6th. That sounds like such a level of rot that's so deep at the FBI. How do you even begin to try to clean that out? Because that, that has to stop. You first tell the story, and that's what these brave whistleblowers have been willing to do, come talk to our staff. But you're right, one of them said, we're being pulled off of these kind of cases to focus on January 6th cases. We, 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 we're, uh, the way they're encouraged now and pressured to classify cases as domestic violent extremism uh, is just, uh, to, to juice up the numbers is wrong as well. We've heard from whistleblowers. And here's the other thing, Jesse. So many of these whistleblowers, after they come talk to us, lose their security clearance. Some of them have been suspended. You're not allowed to retaliate against a whistleblower, an FBI agent who's coming to us with the truth. But time and time again, they come talk to our staff. Next thing you know, their clearance is, is suspended. They get suspended sometimes themselves. Some guys have just said, I'm resigning because I don't want to take this. This is how political it's become. And of course, not to mention the agents who come talk to us about the same thing we've learned from the Twitter files, where there was this cozy relationship between big government and big tech to keep information from the American people. The idea that we were paying your tax dollars, your listeners and viewers' tax dollars, going to the FBI to censor speech and keep information from the American people, and maybe more importantly, to shape and mold the narrative. Our government was involved with big tech to do that. That is frightening, and that is a direct contradiction, direct violation of the First Amendment. And like I said on the House floor as well, the Democrats used to care about the First Amendment. They used to defend it. They used to respect it. But unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be the case today. It doesn't seem to be the case today. And man, it is amazing how fast things changed. And speaking of how fast things changed, it seems like it was just, just 15 minutes ago that taking classified documents as the President of the United States was a matter of national security. My goodness, yeah. let's send the FBI, throw the cuffs on him. Well, apparently Vice President Joe Biden took all kinds of stuff and just started chucking them all over the place including Hunter Biden having access to these things. Is this a big deal? Are we making it a big deal? Give me, give me the real skinny on this Joe Biden classified stuff. Well, I think the, the, I think the big takeaway are, are, are the obvious ones, the lack of transparency from this administration and the double standard. But I think that this transparency thing is, is important because they find documents November 2nd. They find more documents in the uh, the garage. On The first documents in November 2nd were found at the Penn Center, uh, the Biden Center. Then on December 18th, they find them in the garage. And then the, the press breaks the story on January 9th saying, oh, we've, there were documents found at the Biden Center. The White House comes out and says, yeah, there were documents found there. We're working, da-da-da-da-da. But they don't tell us about the documents that were found on the 18th, even though they already knew. I mean, so so time and time again, they, they and, and yet they say they're being transparent. So I think that's a problem. And then, of course, there's there's the double standard, which, again, this is why we have the select committee to focus on this unequal application of the law, which is not supposed to be how it works in this great country. But that's what we see. And we're seeing it right here with this classified document. Jesse, I remember asking Secretary Clinton, this is several years ago in the Benghazi hearing, one of the rounds of questions I asked her, I said, Madam Secretary, you've got 60 some thousand emails on your personal computer. We don't, we don't need to see the personal ones. We don't need the ones to see, see the ones that are about your family. That's privacy. That's, this is the way America works. We don't want to see that. We shouldn't see that. But we don't exactly trust you and your lawyers to give us the ones that we are entitled to see. So how about this? How about we do something like have a, a neutral third party like a retired federal judge examine those 60-some thousand emails, let them decide, and give us the information? And of course, her response was no. It'll be me and, and our lawyers who will decide that. And now contrast that with what happened to President Trump. President Trump, he doesn't get to decide himself. He doesn't get to have a neutral third party. <laughs> they just show up at his house and raid his home 91 days before the midterm election. And again, that is what so frustrates Americans. One set of rules for the politically connected, a different set for us regular people, a different set if you're a Republican. 
Congressman, go get him. I appreciate you. We're rooting for you. Thank you, brother. Thanks for all you do. All right. Army Dillon is running to be RNC chair. That vote is coming up real soon. Let's talk to her about that in a second. Before we talk to her, let me talk to you about Eden Pure. You know about the thunderstorm, the air purifier. I'm not going to go into that. I want to talk to you about their Gen 40 heater. Now, I should be speaking positively about it because, as you probably remember, maybe you don't, we actually had a rare freeze here in Houston a couple months ago, and we lost gas. There was no more heat in the house, something like 25 degrees, something like that. Nothing terrible, but cold. Eden Pure had just sent me my Gen 40 heater, plopped that bad boy down in the living room, not a little bit warmer, flat out toasty, uses infrared heat. Only now the wife figured out she loves this thing and it is on constantly in whatever room we're in in the house because she says, you always keep it too cold in here. And this thing works so good that I hate it. At least it's $50 off right now though. You have to go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE50. Get one of the greatest, it's just this little Gen 40 heater, greatest freaking space heater ever. It works too good though. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE50. We'll be back. You know, to talk, you're going to talk about big spending Democrats again? These guys are the fiscally, you know, they're fiscally demented, I think. They don't, they don't quite get it. Man, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree with Joe Biden. You're kind of right. Joining me now, Harmeet Dillon, hopefully the next RNC chair. Election is next week, January 27th, I might point out. Wait, that is next week, right? Oh, 10 days from now. <laughs> All right. Armit, Republicans do spend too much money. It's just the bottom line. They spend way too much money, not just at the RNC where they blow through money like it's going out of style. Republicans spend too much money. This is a fair criticism when Democrats get it, at, uh, send it our way. You're absolutely right, Jesse. And one of the problems that we're having in winning elections over the last six years is the fact that it's hard to distinguish ourselves from Democrats when we're doing the exact same thing that they're doing, when we're buying in on... $1.7 trillion omnibus spending measures, when we are piling on pork to various necessary spending bills, when we have abandoned our talking points on tightening up and making sure that the size of government shrinks instead of expands, and when there has to be a leadership fight with House leadership over the simple premise that we should be pushing balanced budgets over a 10-year period and reading bills before we vote on them. So, I'm really glad that the House 28 took a stand on that, and now we have that as sort of some organizing principles. But the proof is in the pudding. If we don't start behaving differently, we're going to have a hard time winning back our election. Uh, the RNC. I know you're running there to change some things. The people are overwhelmingly with you, 86%, according to a Trafalgar poll. Who actually votes on this for those who are confused, though? This obviously doesn't go to the general public. I don't get a vote, sadly. Who gets to vote on this? Explain people how this works. For sure. It's the 168 members of the Republican National Committee. That's three from every uh, state or territory. The chairman of the state or territory and a committee managing woman. I represent California at the RNC. So what we're doing here is competing visions. One vision is everything is going great at the Republican Party. There's no need to change course. Uh, you should be happy with how it's going. And my vision is a different one. I feel like we need to be changing and adapting to the current situation in terms of how we vote in America, in terms of how we communicate with voters through modern methods of communication, in terms of standing for our principles and being very clear and clear-eyed about it, and in terms of being efficient and hewing to conservative principles in how we raise and spend money. And I don't think anyone can objectively look at the fact that we've lost multiple governorships, the House, the Senate, and the White House, and we barely have the House back now, and say this is a success. It's not a success. But secondly, our current chair was installed into place when President Trump became the president, and she was one of you know many potential choices. And so when you lose the White House, you typically leave, uh, because you haven't succeeded. 
And so she didn't leave two years ago and people gave her a third and what she promised to be a final term. And now she's running for a fourth term. So I think you have to look at this and say, if you're satisfied with three cycles of loss and we're signing up for a fourth one, what does that mean for the future? It seems like the party isn't willing to fight to win. Election integrity is something that you have not just been spouting about on the internet. You've been all over. Your law firm's been digging into this, trying to make sure things are on the up and up. But something people are, I'm glad, starting to realize is once election day happens, it's frankly too late. You can do some things afterwards, but it's too late. Beforehand is where these things need to be done. Is there a plan going forward, ballot harvesting, all these things? Well, there's no plan at the RNC right now, I can tell you that. In fact, that it should have been a wake-up call in 2020 when Democrats used COVID to accelerate their already existing plan to decrease the integrity of our elections, and then they used mail balloting combined with loose voter rolls to accelerate that as well. So maybe they were caught flat-footed in 2020, but what's the excuse for not adapting in 2022? There really is no excuse for that. We've blown money on frivolous things and luxuries and frankly, you know, slush funds for consultants, and we haven't spent the basic money needed to A, do the election integrity litigation necessary to roll back some of the changes, or B, develop an election operations model that helps us in with early voting. And Jesse, something that's interesting here is that a lot of Republicans shy away automatically from early voting or vote by mail. But in fact, in states where it's been done systematically, like in California, Republicans actually succeeded and beat Democrats at early voting for 30 years before the 2020 cycle. And it's very popular with older voters, voters with disabilities, voters in remote areas, and in fact now the only way you can vote in many parts of the country. Even in red Texas, when the party was investing heavily in tracking and sending those ballots to high propensity early voters, we did an amazing job of getting them to vote early and vote Republican. So I call it banking our votes early. If Democrats are voting for 35 days and we're voting for one day, we have already lost by the time election day comes around. That's foolish. If we want to win elections, we're going to have to compete under the rules that we have until we can change them. Armin, I'm wishing you the best of luck. Go get them, all right? Thank you. All right. The World Economic Forum. They're having a big meeting right now in Davos in Switzerland. And uh, look, we'll get into all the details of it next, but really the big detail you need to remember is they have a plan, a plan they are very much implementing. The plan is to wipe you out financially, to make you completely dependent on the government, digital dollar, tracking every dime you spent. Oh, you spent too much on beef this month. Sorry, you're, you're cut off. Your digital dollar has been declined. This is not some weird dystopian future. This is now. Do you have gold and silver? And I, I mean it in a couple different ways. Do you have it physically in your hands? Because you know if I was to hand you a gold coin from Oxford Gold Group, and I was to put you in a time machine and teleport you for 2,000 years in the past, you could take that gold coin and go buy goods and services, food, whatever you need with it. And if I was to put you in that same time machine and teleport you 5,000 years in the future from now, it doesn't matter what's out there. You know, flying cars, everything, you would be able to take that gold coin and buy something with it. That's lasting wealth they can't destroy. Oxford Gold Group will send it to your front door. They'll also put it in your 401k, your IRA, if you're worried about them crushing the market again, and you should be. Phone call, one phone call. I sent my own father here. These guys are wonderful. Just tell him Jesse told you to call. Call 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. They'll take special care of you. 833-995-GOLD. We are confronted with so many crises simultaneously. What does it need to master the future? I think to have a platform where all stakeholders of global society are engaged. Master the future. Stakeholders. Man, that stuff sounds nice. I don't know what Mark's problem is. Joining me now, Mark Morano, author of the book, The Great Reset. Mark, I don't know what your problem is. Why don't you want to be a stakeholder and master the future? What's wrong with these things? It sounds so nice. <laughs> well, the problem is, 
we're not on the we're not on the inside team. The stakeholder, as defined by the World Economic Forum, is going to be a corporate CEO, a billionaire, a woke activist, uh, someone from academia, or elite corporate media. Unless you're one of those, you're not going to fare too well as they embrace this uh, frightening future they have in store for us. And they're very clear about what that future is. You'll own nothing. You'll be happy. You won't have any privacy. Life will never be better. Meat will be a rare treat. You'll be uh, U.S. will no longer be a superpower. And we will uh, anything you want will be ordered up by drone. So if you want to get a blender for your kitchen, you can just hit a little app and magically in this utopian socialist future, uh, a little drone will come deliver it. You'll use it for a half hour and then it'll come pick it up. They, they actually believe they can have this efficient bureaucratic future where your every want is met and you will own nothing. Mark, uh, I remember Henry Kissinger, Kissinger, I never know how to say his name. I went to community <laughs> college, but I do remember hearing him say one time, uh, he was talking about propaganda and sayings like support the troops. He was, he was talking about that one specifically. He said it doesn't mean anything, but you can get everybody to repeat it and support it, and it's virtually meaningless. It can mean whatever the, the sayer of it says whatever they want. I can't help when I hear things like master the future, I can't help but think about that support the troops thing. What does it actually mean? What are they talking about? Well, they actually believe they are central planners and they are ideologues. They actually believe that they can micromanage every aspect of our lives. And this is happening. I, I, people say, well, we, we're, with the Great Reset, some conspiracy theory. No, we're living in it now. Intentionally collapsing of our energy, intentionally collapsing of our agriculture, intentionally collapsing of our transportation. Just as an example of how you master the future, you can have one meta-analysis study done on gas stoves by an activist group that has the former UN climate envoy, Todd Stern on it, who, who helped the architect of the UN Paris Agreement, and a group who wants it called carbon-free buildings, wants to get rid of all the carbon, CO2 in building and buildings. They do a study, and the head of the Consumer Protection Safety Division of the United States government starts openly talking about banning gas stoves in new homes. That's how things are done. There's no democracy. So when they say master the future, they mean master eliminating us and you and I, Jesse. That's what he really means when he says it. Because ultimately, we're not going to have a say by any democracy in any consequential decision in our lives. Just look at what's happening now. Ban on gas-powered cars. We didn't vote for it. All done through the bureaucracy. Ban on uh, high-yield agriculture. Done through these vague net-zero things that are then court-ordered and done by politicians and the bureaucracy. A ban on meat-eating, which is going after methane and animal agriculture. It's all done in a way where we have no direct vote. There's no input of democracy. There's no hearings. There's no town halls. We just wake up every day, and there's some new ban that's happened without our consent or knowledge. Mark... Some of this stuff, well, you know what? Brian Stelter's there. I'm going to play this, and I'm going to ask you a question. Here's Brian. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you a, a brief, funny, maybe not funny story. So I leave CNN, and there's a crazy website that posts an article saying I was arrested by military police. And then I have a fact-checking email, and I don't know whether to reply to the fact-checker and bother with this, right? Same website a month later says I've been executed at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> so the fact-checker emails me again. And I say, well, do you want to take my pulse? How do I disprove that I wasn't executed? And so to me, that is, that is amusing and ridiculous. Mark, it feels like some of this stuff is openly mocking us to our faces. Brian Stelter is a gigantic goober and always has been, a, a really a, a feature that's yeah. been mocked pretty universally out there. Yet they bring him in to speak as some media expert. I feel like a lot of this is purposely rubbing it in the peasants' faces. It really is. They get the most buffoonish, cartoonish individuals, rub them in our face as though we're supposed to be impressed. He has obviously straw man arguments. You know, I did a whole book on the Great Reset, and I assure you, uh, there was nothing in it about Brian Stelter being put at Guantanamo. So he comes up with absurd scenarios of who knows what he's talking about. And that's how he debunks. There's no conspiracy about the WF because, look, I'm still alive. And the idiot will actually is like, oh, well, if Brian Stelter's alive, it must all be a hoax. This is the way they, they want to treat it. They're just trying to marginalize and diminish. Uh, but it's, it's fascinating because at this World Economic Summit this week, you have all the major players. Now, there's some talk. People like George Soros may not be there. There was some health concern about, uh, uh, about, about Claus, but he apparently is going to be, uh, he is fine. Uh, interesting that the, the high-class call girl escort services in uh, Davos 
have been hit to the capacity, as well as the private jet airstrips there. And there's a lot of journalists on the ground who can attend. Remember, if you're a journalist, you can't get into this event unless you pay something like last year's with $35,000 and you have to be personally approved by the World Economic Forum. That guarantees there'll be not a single ounce of any critical media of this entire event this week. For some reason, I doubt my pass would have been approved had I applied for one, Mark. <laughs> All right, Mark, let me ask you. <sighs> Stakeholder. We hear that a lot. Stakeholder. Can you expand on that a little bit? Because they love to say it. And again, it's another one of those words that sounds so innocent. Stakeholder. What yes. do they mean? Well, he actually, Klaus Schwab invented, when he, when he started the 1971 World Economic Forum, he invented the concept of, or co-invented, the stakeholder capitalism. And what that means is, as stakeholders in a company, it doesn't really matter whether that company makes profit, makes loss, uh, returns money to investors. What matters is whether any entity company is is doing good for the for the community and the nation. So what this has evolved into, stakeholder capitalism, it's pr pr really the end of capitalism. It's no longer about profit loss. It's about how your company adheres to essentially woke values. You know, cr uh, Black Lives Matter, critical race theory, uh, transgender ideology, LGBTQ, climate, energy, environment, social governance. That is what they mean by stakeholders. In other words, every citizen on the planet who they now represent, uh, you know, this woke progressive World Economic Forum vision is now the stakeholders representing all these people around the world and it's no longer about profit loss. It's about implementing their agenda. So a company is no longer evaluated on this. And that's why every corporate board now quakes at the sight of uh, you know progressive climate activists or, or LGBTQ or critical race because they are bowing to that whole agenda. Stakeholder capitalism is catching on globally and it's going through the EU like wildfire right now. And they wanna now convert essentially the internet to that and, and that's what they're working on again anything you do that's not woke as they define it you can be banned and that includes whether it's your text your gmail your wordpress your email service your cell phones uh they are they are literally taking this idea of the stakeholder capitalism all the way to the to the end game here which is human control one thing i did miss one thing I did miss a lot was President Trump on the world stage. Man, was he outstanding yes. on the world stage. And he actually did the World Economic Forum back in 2018. They didn't like it very much. Here he was. Regulation is stealth taxation. The U.S., like many other countries, unelected bureaucrats. And we have, believe me, we have them all over the place and they've imposed crushing and anti-business and anti-worker regulations on our citizens with no vote, no legislative debate, and no real accountability. In America, those days are over. As president of the United States, I will always protect the interests of our country, our companies, and our workers. We are lifting self-imposed restrictions on energy production to provide affordable power to our citizens and businesses and to promote energy security for our friends all around the world. Wow. Gosh, that's outstanding. But Mark, our Republicans that we're currently sending this year, I don't think they're talking like that as they show up there. No, in fact, I just got back from the uh, Egypt UN summit, exact same thing, opposite of what Trump, Republican delegation went. They didn't go to the UN summit to condemn the United Nations, the climate agenda, wokeism. They went there to basically have a seat at the table and talk about, hey, climate's a problem and we want solutions too, me too. You know, we'll have a Green New Deal light version. And some of them talked good sense on energy, but they went to this conference, unlike Donald Trump, he's, he's got, he went to another one, I think the year or two later, I think it was 2020, January, where he actually talked about the climate agenda of the World Economic Forum, and he condemned it to the point where he compared the climate doom profits to fortune tellers on the boardwalk. I mean, Donald Trump knew how to go into the belly of the enemy and slam it. Unfortunately, the Republicans' delegation attending this year, they want a seat at the table. They want to be considered part of the elite. They want financing. They want media interviews. They want connections. They want to be invited to cocktail parties. That's all the things that the World Economic Forum and career advancement, that's ultimately what they're looking for. Remember, 
Klaus Schwab had bragged that he penetrates half the cabinets of the prime ministers and presidents of the world. In the case of Justin Trudeau, it's by more than half. We penetrate the cabinets. I remember that. Yeah. Mark, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate it. All right. We got light in the mood coming up. Before we get to light in the mood, I want you to understand one more thing about uh, World Economic Forum. They are extremely powerful. Extremely. I, I, I've actually heard some people in recent days say this. Well, this, well, I don't know why we're worried about this. It's not important. They, they've partnered with the United Nations. Not, not in secret, by the way. They've publicly partnered with the United Nations on a plan. Do you know what that plan is called? The plan is called the 2030 plan. Why is it called the 2030 plan? Is that just some random number? No, it's because they want to completely destroy your standard of living by 2030. That's close. Please tell me you've taken some precautions because these people are serious about what they say. Do you have an emergency three-month food kit for everyone who lives in your home? Because you know that whole eat bugs, no more meat thing, no more driving thing, you know, they're serious about that, right? My Patriot Supply has emergency three-month food kits ready to go for you and everyone in your home. You don't have to go crazy, prepare for the end of the world. But man alive, you better prepare for some problems. Preparewithjessikelly.com saves you a fortune on one of these three-month food kits. Everyone in your home needs one. If you live alone, just get one. That's fine. There's four of you, get four of them. Preparewithjessikelly.com. Make preparations, all right? We'll be back. You know what's underrated? As we lighten the mood today, diversity. Now I know what you're saying, Jesse, that doesn't sound like you at all. You actually have been vocally against diversity and inclusion, and that's true. I, I'm against diversity and inclusion. I believe in exclusivity. I believe in discrimination. I'm a big fan of all those things. I believe you discriminate against anything you truly care about. But diversity does have some benefits. When you focus on hiring for diversity reasons, what you'll get is an idiot who isn't qualified for the job. And obviously that's bad overall. I mean, the job suffers, everyone suffers, but it's also hilarious. So if you're picking out a press secretary, and you pick out a woman because she's a woman, she's black, and she's a lesbian, so you went for the triple woke trifecta, and that's the reason you picked her, only she can't speak, that ends up being quite funny most of the time. Pope uh, Emeritus uh, Benedict XVI was done in a bipartisan, bicarmel way. Bicarmel, bipartisan support. Dr. John Clauser, who won the Nobel Prize in Physics, and Dr. Douglas Diamond, who won the Nobel Prize in Economic Sciences. Okay, the Vice President will visit uh, the DMZ. Nearly 70 years since the Korean armistice, uh, the visit using energy, they're weaponizing energy, and it's choosing to, to one of the things that uh, has been out there to shut down the pipeline of Nordstrom One, uh, instead of risking their lives at the hands of human, uh, human strugglers. Human strugglers. <laughs> Nordstrom. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. 
For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. Mayo served our nation for over seven years before he was catastrophically injured during training. He was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse.